And then we were back. This is part two of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast programming for the week, folks. Make sure you go back and check out part one, which we dropped on Tuesday early morning. In case you haven't caught that yet, we talked a little Roman Reigns, a little Finn Balor, a little Dean Ambrose. Um, a lot of just the state of the affairs of WWE leading into TLC and the WrestleMania season. But we're back with part two tonight. We have three of us here tonight. This is Aaron. We're here with Mr. D. Wayne once again. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I hear uh, we're watching the Packers Lions game as we record this, and you started Rodgers, sadly, tonight. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> As of I right, thought, and, and you know what's so funny? What's that? In my other league, I have Andrew Luck, so I feel disappointed in both leagues now. Man, I I had Colin Kaepernick <laughs> last season, so I I understand how that goes. I have Mr. Brady this season, so things are cool with me. I'm in first place. <laughs> um, we also have um, Mr. Two Chains, the only undefeated team left in the league. For now, at least. How are you? This is I. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. Drum roll, please. Oh Good though. I, um, I am a little bit smarter than D-Wayne, and where I did not start Devontae Adams or Eddie Lacy today, they are nicely marinating on my bench. Oh, boy. I have to look. We do this on Google Hangout, fans, when we record, because these two fellas live on the East Coast, and I live in the Midwest. And uh, I got to look at a picture of two chains. Every time we record... His profile picture is him with a stinky Panthers hat and a stinky Panthers jersey on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we'll see. Uh, maybe we'll see you in Santa Clara here in February. Who knows? Um, anyways, we're gonna hit you with a three count of wrestling talk tonight. Um, as kind of the part two. P.S. On the first part, we dropped on Tuesday. Again, I recommend you check that out. Uh, Mr. D. Wayne's been emailing our heads off all day about the WrestleMania matches that seem to maybe be shaping up in the rumor mill these days. So, Mr. D. Wayne, what uh, what caught your fancy on the rumor mill about WrestleMania? So, from what is shaping up and what I've been reading, the ma- the matches are starting to shape up as Undertaker versus Cena, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns versus Triple H. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Owens versus Brock Lesnar. I read that too. What do you make of that? It makes sense, actually, to 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 a certain extent. So, I, I believe that. I believe I'm not. If I'm not mistaken, you was kind of pro for that a um, couple of weeks back. But I believe some other some other of us felt maybe it was too soon to pull that trigger. Yeah, well, maybe you know the lack of the, all the injuries on the on the roster right now. Maybe it's not too soon to pull that trigger now. I mean, let let me ask you this, man: if if they do go with that match, and you know what, I think that would be a tremendous match just to be there live for that. Um, you do don't you think Kevin Owens has to be the babyface only due to the fact that Brock Lesnar is so much bigger than him? No, really. No. Brock, Brock has Brock to be. Is, Brock is always going to be the. He's going to be the face. Yeah. Well, how do you how do you get Kevin Owens to like to be the heel and to kind of like one up Brock Lesnar week to week to where we want to see Kevin Owens get beat at WrestleMania? Easy. You make you make um, Paul Heyman versus um, 
Kevin Owens promos each week, and yes. yeah. I think that's that will help Raw ratings. And um, I think it's something worth watching each week to see how they're going to go at it. I mean, unleash Kevin Owens to be the supreme heel he is. You know, I, I think, and I'm, I'm not even thinking really hard on this, but I think Kevin Owens might have the best mic work um, in the WWE right now. He's definitely up there, man. No question. You know what would be yes. cool? I read that, um, you know, Kevin Owens wasn't on Raw this week due to an illness that him and his son got because his son was on the road with him this week. Mm-hmm. So they sent him home early to, it must have been a bad flu or something like that. I don't know mm-hmm. the specifics, but there was rumors that he was going to be the Canada portion of this League of Nations stable that they started. Uh, and that could that could kind of get him over as a heel too against Brock if he had other guys that were you know helping team up on Brock. Yeah, I'm specifically thinking of like Wade Barrett would be it'd be a nice little heater role for him for WrestleMania. Yeah, I can see that. You know, I mean, obviously I think- Brock needs to go over without question on that, but it would be good for Owens to have had that experience. Yeah. I just hope if that if that match does come to light that is booked as a thirty minute match and um, yes and I'm hoping that we even may get a part one to that match even though I'm not really a fan of trilogies matches but I'm hoping for maybe a part one to maybe make this match um, have some type of stipulation I would love to see no D no DQ between the two of them I mean the two of them in the cell could be fun down the line if they can get it hot enough you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah, I, I definitely see your point. Like we we want to see the match, but we definitely want to make it mean something. Yes, yes. Now, let let's go to uh, as we know about this match. We both we all agree with it to to this extent. Even though some might think it's early, uh, the way the roster is right now, it it makes perfect sense. But the match that I'm interested in and seeing how the logistics of this match will go. It's the Roman Reigns versus Triple H match. It is going to be incredibly entertaining. I I think they're already building to it now. Yeah, I think uh, I think I think I kind of predicted this not too long ago, but um, I, Triple H is a hell of a performer. Yeah. Um, I think I'm more interested to see how the mic work is going to be done for the build up mm-hmm. but inside the ring we're going to we're going to get a classic for sure 100% well he's got to put Roman over clean don't you think <laughs> but does he like it's always a, like, I feel yeah like after, I feel like after like Sting lost that match at WrestleMania yeah. like nobody's safe with Triple H yeah <laughs> I understand that part so my, and my thing is where's the where's the title where's the is the, does the title play a, a part in this match? Like that's what I'm trying to get. That just, I mean, and that, and that's kind of like my booking with Survivor Series. I said, you know, if Roman Reigns goes in with the title, then I'm feeling the Roman Reigns Triple H match at WrestleMania. But you know, obviously, with all the rumors going about, they kind of want Roman Reigns to either walk into WrestleMania with it, which then the Triple H match doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, because it, the, the belt has to be defended point blank. Yes. I I still like the dynamic that we talked about uh, either an episode or two ago where you have Triple H, like Seamus drops it to to Roman and Triple H says, uh-uh, I'm not feeling that. And Triple H books himself in like a quick match, you know, like Money in oh, the yeah. Bank style. 
And then you can have Roman chase. And I think that would be a really nice way to put Roman over on the big stage. Because I think he would get the majority of the cheers. Because, I mean, in that in that match situation, I would pull for Roman over Triple H. And I'm kind of a smarky podcast-having wrestling fan, you know? So, um, I got a question. So, um, in, in past and, or, in, you know, in history, mm-hmm. if somebody's injured... A big name's injured coming into WrestleMania. Do they make any impact in the storyline at all? The one that I remember was when I went to WrestleMania 22 and Batista had gotten hurt, you know, a few months out. And um, what they they had him appear in like a backstage promo thing saying he's going to be back soon. He's coming after Orton. Or, it was like before the Orton triple threat title match. Oh, but yeah. I. I'm sure there's other cases that I'm just not remembering right now, but um, just wondering if you know. Yeah. Maybe Triple H goes over Roman Reigns and says, you know, hey, I'm giving this back to Seth Roll- uh, Seth Rollins, which is like way over the top. I know there's no way this can happen, but yeah, <laughs> that'd be um, hilarious though. Yeah, but in some site, does you know Seth Rollins play any part in any any match? I, think, I don't think so. I don't either. I think there's more money to be made and keep holding that off till he's ready. Yeah. Marsh is getting a sad, untimely injury. God, it really is, man. That I, I may have I may have talked about this on the podcast before, but Rollins his hometown where he lives now is like thirty minutes from where I live. So I kinda consider him to be almost more of a Midwest hero for wrestling fans than Punk was. It really sucks. How does how do kids view um, untimely injuries? You think? I mean, I don't know how much. I don't know how much like comprehension they would have of the whole thing. Plus, I think most kids are paying attention to like, you know, John Cena and John Cena and John Cena. <laughs> I don't know. That's just my. I'm just basing this off of the kids I see around town with uh, John Cena shirts. <laughs> All right. I don't well, know, man. You can't be mad at that. Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys want to move on to Diva Talk? Yeah, because I'm, I'm – something bugs me about Charlotte. It's just killing me right now. Well, they they gave you a reason to kind of not like her as much on Raw on Monday. What'd you make of that whole turn of events? The whole Ric Flair getting involved. I knew it was, I knew it was only a matter of time before her dad got involved in something. Now she's going to be the dirtiest uh, diva in the game, as it were. I kind of like oh. it. Oh yeah! Before we before we get full into diva talk, mm-hmm. um, we hear about the rumors about Batista, maybe Goldberg, maybe. Um, being able to be booked for WrestleMania. What do you think about that? Well, from what I hear about Goldberg, Goldberg is not going to be there. He just did an interview the other day saying that he's not going to be there. If he was, I'd want him to squash Ryback. That would be tremendous. I would be all for that. Also, too, he kind of, I also, I also saw him tweet that he was open to, you know, I saw that. I saw that part. Yeah. Now, the only thing about Batista is I heard he was filming sometime after, soon after that. Is he in like a, what, is he in like a kickboxer remake or something? Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
I don't think he has a book. I don't think he has an obligation to it, though. I mean, obviously, he has to be on set to record, but he doesn't have like one of those contracts where it's like you can't do anything else. Yeah. But um, he might have time because uh, I mean, WrestleMania is before he starts shooting Guardian of the Galaxy, so yeah, I can't he wait for that. Some break again. I don't know where he will play in line. I don't even remember where he went off at. Him and Orton versus Daniel Bryant. Well, all three of them are non-existent right now. So, well, the last thing he did was the um, the Evolution versus Shield thing they did for about two pay per views there last summer. Oh, uh, that's right. That, or that's not right. last? That, yeah, the summer after Mania Thirty. Um, I mean, him and Brock would be worth seeing one time. I don't know if it ever happened, at least on a big stage. Yeah, I don't know who else I would be interested in seeing Batista face at this point. Got an idea? How about the Miz? <laughs> I mean, I'm all for seeing the Miz get squashed by anybody. That's just me. I just want to throw this out there. I just watched um, Christmas Bounty, the movie he did for ABC Family, <laughs> like a couple years ago. It was on on demand for free, and I watched it with my wife, and it was um, a big glass of terrible, but it was fun to watch. <laughs> and um, I want to watch the movie he just did with Paige. It's called Santa's Little Helper. It just came out. I have not seen it yet. But uh, I'm sure that's a second glass of eggnog terribleness also. So I'll let you guys know about that. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Man, no, sure. it's, it's very cheaply made movies for television to draw an audience that's interested in it, I guess. I don't know. He tries to do like this New York, New Jersey accent in the movie, and it's really bad. <laughs> and he like kind of he like will use the accent in some scenes, and then not really in the other scenes when he's trying to get serious. And it's just like you got to do some more method acting, Mister Mizanin, because it's not working so well. Um, but anyways, um, the divas thing. So, what did you guys make of the whole kind of mini? It's like a full on heel turn, but it's kind of. I like the friction between Becky Lynch and Charlotte. I, I think it gives Becky Lynch a direction. I agree. I mean, that's your that's your Becky girl Lynch too, James. But then it just—I don't know. I think I—I I don't know if it's too soon to have her dad involved in what she does. Or, I don't know. Listen, man, he's got a lot of alimony to pay. So whatever, whatever <laughs> he can do, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, so you don't you don't like Ric Flair being involved? No, because now it's gonna take it's gonna actually take away the focus of Charlotte's depending on Ric Flair. That's not a bad point, actually. I hadn't considered that. It might not even be a bad strategy, to be honest. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I th- right now they're being real gimmicky, and they're trying to figure out anything to um, create some type of buzz. I feel like so, Ric Flair has his own fan base that um, that a lot follow, and maybe him being on TV just does stuff that you know analytically we're not seeing. You know, maybe, but it's just I don't know. I feel like. Create, like I said, creative is dropping the ball on Divas Division. They really are. Yeah, that's an understatement. They're dropping the ball on just everything. I don't even know what storyline I have any confidence in, for real. Like, Alberto Del Rio is, that was fast. Like, the buzz and everything is gone for me on that. And I don't know, the Divas is washed, washed away. I, I really don't know what storyline I have confidence in. I, 
I still kind of like the thing they're doing with Paige and Charlotte. They kind of seem like they're interjecting some Becky Lynch and maybe some Sasha Banks. I don't know if you noticed that they kind of showed her watching the uh, the Becky and Charlotte match backstage during that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, maybe yeah. we're headed towards maybe kind of like a fatal four-way ladder match. I've heard talk of a Divas ladder match at TLC. And I don't – I can't remember, and maybe I'm just forgetting one from the Attitude Era. Was there ever a Divas ladder match before? Divas or women's? Women's, I mean, whatever. You know, females. Um, Lita and Trish Stratus had one, right? I thought theirs was more of a hardcore match or a cage match. I know when they main evented Raw, that was like more of a hardcore. I don't know if it was like hardcore in the sense they had like gimmicks in the ring, but they were like, they worked crazy style. You know, that spot where Lita almost broke her neck. Oh, got it. I don't know. Fans, let us know on Twitter if we're missing it, but I can't for the life of me at least think of a a very big ladder match with women, and I wouldn't be opposed to seeing that, especially because we have some very capable gals that could pull that kind of thing off, you know? I'm Googling right now. Yeah. TNA had one. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't put it past TNA to have one because they had, you know, in the early to mid-2000s, they had a great group of talent there that could have pulled something like that off too um yeah i don't i don't see anything right now that is wouldn't that be cool yeah that's actually uh can i tell you my worry about it though if they end up putting all four of them in there and i think Wayne, you're gonna appreciate this because your girl is it too soon to start putting sasha in the title picture considering that's where ideally we want her to be at mania um, I think you'll start. You'll start to see her getting closer and closer to that doing doing Royal Rumble time. Um, I mean, the way the way that the Divas Division looks right now, everybody wants Sasha, and they don't want anybody else. Yep. <laughs> you know what I kind of want them to do? I think there's, you're going to start to see the Charlotte like slow heel turn build. And it's going to get to the point by Mania where we really, really want to see somebody beat her and knock her off. And that's where I think you pulled the trigger with Charlotte or with um with Sasha Banks, excuse me. Yeah, but Sasha Banks, is, she's not a face. Yeah, but the crowd seems to treat her like one, you know? You know, there's a lot of heel work that people appreciate that makes them faces in the, in the likes of others. Um, yeah. Kevin Owens is definitely one of them, like... Yeah, yeah I mean, he, gets a, I he gets a pop, and you're just like, "All right, get this guy's a heel." I guess my thing is if if they're starting to turn Charlotte, who for all intents and purposes kind of was the top babyface diva, and Paige is heel, and Becky Lynch is kind of like she's trying to gain some footing. I think Sasha's kind of your your option there at that point, as a, as a babyface type of diva. That's all I'm saying. Especially if the crowd's already behind her, it's like, why not go there? Yeah. I think uh, the other thing, too, is about this ladder match. Uh, Sasha has to be involved because I don't think much of them have a potential to utilize a ladder like Sasha and Bailey and maybe even Naomi might be the only people I actually can see actually utilizing effectively. Like, Charlotte's so sloppy in the ring at times. I just don't see her, um, you know, taking these chances, but actually not botching the whole match, you know? Well, not only that, man, I don't want to see any of them get hurt because you've seen the type of high-risk stuff. And I'm not talking just with gimmicks like ladders, but 
just like the aerial stuff that people be doing now and like you've seen that one of the usos go out with a shoulder injury hideo Tommy's out with shoulder sammy Zayn's out with shoulder seth rollins out with a knee orton's out with a shoulder it's just like man people are getting banged up because you see how many times during raw every week do we see someone jump through the middle ropes and do like a, a needless splash that doesn't really mean a whole lot <laughs> i'm just there's a king of that i mean in ambrose he does it like 50 times a match too i just i don't want to see any more guys get hurt i don't know but yeah either, either way like we're all in agreement that sasha banks at some point um maybe she's getting you know uh teased about you know her run but at some point she has to start getting her push towards wrestlemania yeah mm-hmm. agreed i think they're trying to be really careful with how they book stuff because they don't want to miss book something like the whole batista orton thing you know a year and a half ago and then have to switch gears when they're trying to pack that place anyways so yeah, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna get our our Sasha title, our title win at Mania. I think that's something you can bank on, and that was a pun intended, my friends. Um, what do you guys uh, make of this whole League of Nations thing? We kind of mentioned it before. Sheamus formed a stable with all the uh, the foreign people who aren't hurt. It seems like. Um, I don't know. I just don't. I'm not. I don't like champion Sheamus right now. And that's the, and you know what? I understand you don't like him, but that's the whole point. It's for you not to like him. <laughs> I did like his I did like his hair though. It was very heelish. Slick back mohawk on Raw. With the suit. That was tremendous. Now what I'm trying to what I'm trying to figure out is why is um a new day associated with them like it's just i don't know i just assume all the bad guys go to the club together at the end of the night and that's how i buy into it i don't know i don't i don't like the fact that if it's a league of nation let it be a league of nation don't put a new don't put a new day right there with it because it's just like you're taking away from a stable that you're trying to make a legitimate stable for Roman Reigns to basically overcome. But it looks goofy. Yeah. I think they're really, um, they just, they know that whatever they put the New Day in, it's going to be at least somewhat over with the crowd. I think they're really treating that like the Cena crutch right now. Because <laughs> the New Day, man, do you see how many segments they were on during Raw this week? Yeah. Yeah. They've really been utilized. And you know what? Good on those guys because I never thought Kofi would get his proper shine. And, you know, not to mention the other two being awesome also. But, like, I'm just so happy for those guys. But I see your point. It is kind of weird to, like, mix your peanut butter and your chocolate there a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to even think about everything because um, um, creative and just the writing has just been so all over the place like i feel like i'm i feel like we're after wrestlemania right now and in the scramble to trying to build up something you know move forward the year but yeah um the hype is the hype is low the ratings is low the only thing's good right now is the sales on wwe shop buying stuff did you buy anything <laughs> yo you, you tell the fans what you bought you bought a lot of stuff yeah so got my becky list goggles finally because at first i wanted them they wasn't on there and i was 
about to buy them on eBay, and somebody had them for sixty dollars. I was like, yeah, that that don't look right. <laughs> um, I got the We the People shirt, Yay. my Jack Swagger shirt, and I have uh, two Finn Balor shirts. And a boy. So if I see another sale, I'll go ahead and give me a Kevin Owens shirt now. Maybe get a Kevin Owens and Sting shirt. Man, you're gonna have to have some tough choices unless you do uh, pull double duty with your wardrobe during Mania weekend. Now I'm a rock out shirt probably most of the time, and um, probably you know ride, uh, do uh, some of the other gear, air, airport, and coming in and going out more than likely. Well, yeah, you gotta look good. So, I'm I'm fixing to go get a Hawaiian shirt at the thrift shop because I already have a pretty gnarly beard going on. <laughs> All right, it's gonna be good, man. I know what's going on. I know what's going on here. Speaking of that, I mean, in color, that's another view that makes no sense to me. Well, the Dudley, the ECW versus the Wyatts. <laughs> I mean, it, it, <laughs> it was cool to see, absolutely, but it's just like okay. These are like two prominent teams and stables that we want something to be done with. That that feud makes no sense. It has like the Dudley's going over or the Y family going over. It just does nothing for for anybody. Well, they did write their names on tables, so that that got it over, right? No, no, no? okay, my bad. I'm <laughs> the, sorry. The, the Dudleys need to be in title contention right now. It didn't it feel like that whole New Day feud just kind of fizzled out and didn't really go anywhere? It, love that. Like, I, I feel like there is proper ways to infuse, and I feel like that just hasn't been the case. I feel like The Undertaker and Brock was done properly. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like uh, um, t- well, NXT, whose writing is much, much better, uh, The Bailey and Sasha Banks was done correctly. But, you know, um, I don't know, man. It's like, what are these writers? Are they living on Mars or something? Like, it's not that hard <laughs> to look around and, like, mimic stuff or get ideas or, like, read books or something. Like, I mean, I think what it is, man, and I, I said this on the last episode, too, I think they know when they're going to reset for the road to WrestleMania. And that at this point, they're just trying to build a bridge to get from A to B to C. And I, I think that ultimately a lot of what happens at this TLC pay-per-view is going to be moot because you got Brock and Cena all coming back at that last Raw before 2016, and then everything kind of resets, you know? And, like, yeah. that's what makes me wonder a little bit if we are going to see Roman with the title or I, I, just, I really don't see Sheamus carrying the title into Mania unless the title match is more of a mid-card match where you have... Roman and Triple H without the title, and Brock and Kevin Owens without the title, and Cena and Taker without the title, and then like Sheamus facing off against some other babyface for the title is kind of your fourth match. Maybe that's how they do it, but like that's kind of weird to me to put the title fourth on the card, especially without Roman Reigns involved with it. The way he's been booked at this point, I don't know. Yeah. My head is like hurting right now because I'm just so confused. <laughs> so, like, well, like- D Wayne, what do you do with that match at TLC? Like, do you do you have a title switch? It kind of takes all Sheamus' steam away if you hot shot the title right off of him. But like, what do you do with him? Completely takes his steam away. Like he's done. 
Let he me, has to take an injury. That's the only way. Let me tell you something. Nobody cares about Seamus. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. So if you take the title off him, they're just like, oh, okay. Yes, he's done. Nobody cares about him. And then furthermore, who do you have win the Rumble? Depending, I, I mean, maybe this is me being like annoyed because I want to know what's going to happen and I'm interested. But like, I guess... I just don't see the point of a long Sheamus title reign going into Mania. I really, really, really don't. Dean Ambrose wins the Rumble. To face who? Hmm? To face who? Lord knows. <laughs> like, I don't really want to see Dean Ambrose versus Sheamus. I feel like we've seen iterations of that on Raw already a couple times. Uh, okay. Let's, okay. Let's be realistic real quick. Who are, who are five probable people, no matter what the storyline is, to have the title right now? To have the title? Yes. Cena? Right now. That's that's available. Oh, that's available. Roman? Sheamus, Roman. obviously. Sheamus. ADR and Dean. Kevin Owens, just because they were in the semifinals of the tournament. And Dean, yeah. right? And Dean, yeah, I guess. Isn't that, isn't that bad how slim pickings it is right now? I mean, it's not that those guys are bad talents. It's that they're not put in a position to where I would believe them as champion. Just like Sheamus, who spent the majority of 2015 jobbing, except for the Money in the Bank ladder match, like that's why I would, nobody buys him as champion. I'm about to be honest with you. Here's your two options for the title going into WrestleMania. You're only going to have three. You're either going to have Brock Lesnar with the title. Mm-hmm. You're either going to have Roman Reigns with the title. Or the last one, which I'm kind of intrigued about, Triple H with the title. That's kind of the option I would like the best because then Roman could win it from him and chase the heel. Like, that's what I'd like to see. Now, okay. Now, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just forgetting. Is Seamus part of the authority right now? I don't know. I think he kind of... <laughs> I think I the, think, the, the League of Nations has kind of a treaty with the authority for... That, yeah. Man, that's some BS, man. And see, this is how bad creative is right now. You don't even know if he's part of the authority, yet alone, even if you don't know, wasn't that how it was booked to make you think that he was joined? And then that just went away? Well, it was like the authority came out with him at the pay-per-view. The authority came out and introduced him as champion again this week. And then they have the authority not with him at the end of Raw because he has this stable that came out of nowhere. Yes. I just. I don't know. Man, it's sad, sad, sad. But anyway, yeah, I'm guessing. Um, I'm guessing this makes sense if Rock goes in and wins it again. Or um, the one thing, the one reason I have don't I don't have that much confidence in Dean Ambrose having the title is because seeing Dean going against some of these top guys, I, it's just not believable for him to win. Like Dean versus Cena, I just can't see him winning that. I, I don't know. This doesn't look like a master deal. Let him go over on. You know what? You know the one way Sheamus could have the title at Mania, and I would be into it. Uh-uh. Think about who has some really, really serious WrestleMania history with Sheamus, and who could make a return, and who could win the Rumble, and would be pleasing to fans. Dave Bryan. Yeah. Yep. 
that, that I have, wouldn't I have suck. confidence in himself too. I know that's a lot of that's a real sketchy topic. Everybody want to talk, uh, want to factor in, but I think I have confidence in himself to be able to return. I think he's taking the proper time to recoup, and there hasn't been much talk about him. So th- therefore, I believe that he will be making the return. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him come back to the Rumble and win it. Well, that's the thing. Maybe because they're so nervous about his health, even though he's cleared, maybe they're like, all right, we're going to put you in into motion at the last possible moment to start your build because we really, really, really need some star power in Dallas. Yeah. Wouldn't put it past him. Um, you building some Ikea furniture there, D-Wayne? What are you doing? I just... Uh... What? Let's put it this way. Daniel Bryan coming back would be great. But. But. I'm in, I want to see Triple H with the title. I'm just very intrigued with that thought. I'm, I'm cool with that. Hey, how about Triple H get the title and we do get to see the Triple H versus Seth Rollins match? Can you, can you? Isn't it funny to hear us talk? Like think think back to like two thousand two and two thousand three. How sick we were to see Triple H as champion all the time. And now we're like, God. man, wouldn't it be great to see Triple H with the belt? <laughs> I I would really like that right now. <laughs> That's so sad. Oh boy. Um, I think we better we better sign off soon. We're getting crazy, man. Um. That's kind of been our three count, though, guys. We hit um, the WrestleMania rumors on the internet. We hit the State of the Divas division and the whole Charlotte mini-turn this week. And then we hit on um, the League of Nations stable and kind of what that does leading into the WrestleMania season. Did Is there anything else quickly that you guys wanted to touch on before we signed off? Part two here? No, man. I'm just disappointed in the state of WWE affairs. Hopefully we come back with a more... Uh, you know, some more steaming interests and and everything. And um, we're moving forward to our 50th episode. We want to make sure that one is definitely highlighted. And uh, Yeah, this is 49. Good going on. Yeah, we're going to be at 50 yeah. of the next broadcast. That's crazy. Wait, wait. I didn't think this, about is, this will be 48. It's part two, correct? Well, technically, I'm calling it part two, but it's still going to be listed as a separate episode. And I'm going to bank them whenever I can, I think. Um. I don't know. We'll have to talk about that off air. I guess I hadn't considered that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, like, you know, I'm not going to sit here. We went on a quick bashing for a quick, like, you know, 30, 30, 40 minutes. We just want all all fans, all we want is exactly what you guys want. We want good product. We mm-hmm. want good storylines. Yep. And because we are making that trip to Dallas, we definitely want to know and concrete that we're going to see a show that was worth every penny that we paid for. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? We, we've spent some cash already on WrestleMania yeah. <laughs> preemptively, and um, I'm going to be sending Mr. Silly Sellers some money over the internet here in the next couple of days for my ticket, my wife's ticket. So, yeah, I, I want to get some bang for my buck, you know? Yeah. yeah. Other, otherwise, guess who will not be... Uh, scared to resell theirs for triple the price. I don't know if you guys been seeing what the resale markets been looking like. <laughs> oh, I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. Just get it together, WWE. Please, we're begging you. You have time. You just hired uh, Rip Flair's. I mean, excuse me, Mick Foley's son. I don't know if that's going to make an evident change, but you know, maybe because of younger 
refreshing mind and the influence of his dad, we get, you know, we get a different feel to it. You know, stuff like that. I, I don't know. Pull Vince McMahon off the books or something. Just get, give us something that we just can't sit here and predict. And then out of the five of us, which is a good ratio, that one in five of us gets it right every time. Yeah. I want D-Wayne <laughs> to be uncreative. Man, hey, Vince, instead of telling creative what to do, how about you just come on the product and have a power struggle feud with Triple H once and for all? So so with that. So believable. <laughs> I want to see a Stephanie on a pull match. <laughs> and um, <laughs> there's a lot of entendres there. I realize that, but I mean it in the traditional on a pull match stipulation, folks. <laughs> All right, well, I guess that's it, guys. So, yeah, we'll hit you with another big episode uh, sometime next week. You know, most likely after Raw and maybe NXT. We're gonna have to do a um, a Takeover London preview actually next week, fellas, because Takeover London is on the sixteenth. It's gonna be on while we're all at work. It's gonna air live at um, I think three three p.m. your guys' time, East Coast time. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So when I come home from work, that'll be the first thing I do that day. Sure. And then we get a. Uh, it'll be Joe and Balor for the title. We're gonna get Corbin and uh, um, Apollo Cruz, and then I think Nia Jax is gonna face Bailey for the title. Oh. I think we get um, Enzo and Cass versus the Mechanics for the tag straps. That's not a bad card, you know. Yeah. So I have so much confidence in NXT. Like you know, dude, whatever, whatever they book. I know that I'm gonna get a good show, and it's not even being naive. Like I can, I have favorite talents, I have unlikable talents, but the show is just always good. Like mm-hmm. I feel like the only thing that competitive when putting together a good a good show from start to finish is New Japan and NXT. You know, I haven't watched a New Japan show since the summer, though. To be honest with you, like what was the Dominion would have been the last one we reviewed on here, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some great matches that I did see. You know, the finals for the Super Juniors was amazing, and Wrestle Kingdom, we've talked about that extensively. Um, yep. Wrestle Kingdom 10 is actually coming up after the new year. Can't wait. It's going to be a rematch wait. between Okada and Tanahashi for the title, Okada being the champion this time. I'm not yep. sure I want to see that match again. And I also just read that WWE is gunning for some top talent in these other big indie companies, although New Japan's not really indie, but I guess they really want Nakamura and they really want Lethal. Yeah, I read that too. Who are both as kind of in contract I, negotiations with their respective companies at this time. As much as I want that, but after this long discussion of how creative don't know what to do, please, guys, go get you guys a check in another company. You know, unless 